the behind his paw pinned underneath the heavy trunk of the oak tree. He wasn't moving. Pa! Pa! He screamed, but his screams were only met with silence. He looked around frantically to find something, anything, to pry the tree off his paw. His first thought was to run for help. But where? His ma couldn't help, and it was six miles to town. Besides, there wasn't time. He had to get the tree off his paw. He did the only thing he knew to do. He grabbed the axe his paw had been using and set to work, frantically chopping the large trunk of the tree in two so he could get his paw out from under it. By the time his axe broke through the trunk and he was able to tug his paw free, he knew it was too late. He dropped the axe and ran all the way to the house. He quickly hitched the mule to the wagon. J.C. and his mother drove to the woods to bring his pa's body back to the house. They buried John Claude Holderfield on the little hill behind their slatboard cabin. Besides J.C. and his ma, the only others to attend the funeral was their closest neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. Venable. After her husband's death, Edna Holderfield just seemed to lose her desire to go on living. She sat for hours, staring into space at nothing. She barely spoke. J.C. tried his best to carry on. He did the chores, chopped the wood, built the fire every morning, carried in water, cooked what little they had to eat, and worked until well after dark every day, but there was just no way for a thirteen-year-old boy to do everything that had to be done. Mr. and Mrs. Venable came and helped J.C. kill and butcher their only hog. Mr. Venable showed J.C. how to smoke the meat and cure it so it would keep. Between the hog meat, the fried chicken now and then, and the squirrels and rabbits he was able to kill with his paw's old Kentucky muzzle-loading long rifle, they managed to make it through the winter. Four months after his pa's death, J.C. hitched old Tom to the plow and set in plowing the fields, getting ready for spring planting. It was back-breaking work for a grown man, let alone a thirteen-year-old boy. He worked from daylight until dark. Finally the plowing was done and it was time for planting. He knew his pa always ran a bill at Glover's Mercantile in Pikesville. He had gone with his pa several times and knew that's where they got their seeds for planting. He told his ma where he was going, hitched old Tom to the wagon, and headed into town. "'Morning, Mr. Glover, sir,' he said, walking up to the store owner. The store owner twisted a scowl and looked at him. "'Oh, it's you, the Holderfield boy. Heard about your pa's accident. Too bad. How's your ma?' "'She's been feeling poorly since pa died.' I come in to get the seeds for planting our spring crop and a sack of flour for ma. Well, fact is, we got a problem, boy. I've been meaning to talk to your ma at church, but ain't seen her since your pa died. Tell your ma she needs to come in and talk to me. We've got some serious business we need to discuss. J.C. didn't understand what the store owner was saying. I, I don't know if she can do that, sir. Like I said, she's been feeling poorly since Pa died. She don't get out highly tall. I see. Well, 
I'm afraid I can't advance your ma any more credit until she settles up what I'm owed. Your pa was come in and settled up his bill after his crop was in, but last year he'd never come. I suppose I'll have to ride out and have a talk with her and settle some things. But, Mr. Glover, sir, we need that sack of flour mighty bad. We're slap-dab out, and I need the seed to get my crop planted. Can't I get the seed and flour, and you can talk to Ma later? Afraid not, boy. Your Ma needs to settle up last year's bill before I can let you have anything else. She owes me fifty-seven dollars and twenty-two cents. J.C. didn't know what to do. He nodded understanding, even if he didn't. He turned and left the store without another word, got back in the wagon and drove home, totally dejected. He tried to explain to his ma what Mr. Glover had said.